Hey gang, welcome to Abnormal. My name is Abby and I'm so excited you've joined me on this very first episode ever of this podcast. And I hope you are enjoying this awesome music that has nothing to do with this show. Because honestly, I'm just digging it and I was just feeling it. And, you know, we just got to get pumped first episode. Like, let's go. So I just hope you're enjoying it. I think it's called like the title of the music is called like your weird co-host. Hope that doesn't freak you out too much. But I am just so excited. You just joined me on this journey of just growing and learning together. And the name Abnormal simply came from the fact of my name is Abby and my life's not normal. And that's really all there is to it with the title. So if you're new here, which I'm realizing it's the first episode, so everybody is new here, welcome. And oh, let's just go. I'm just so excited that you are here today. Today, we are going to be talking about empathy. And you're probably like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm listening to this podcast because I'm the one who's wounded and I need to be heard. And I totally get that. I, you know what? Yes, you should be heard. But I think in order to want to be heard and to have someone who can hear you heard, I think first we should know how to be safe people ourselves and how to be people that hear other people too. And There's just something so powerful about exercising empathy in those around us, especially as people who have had traumatizing experiences and knows what it's like to walk through the valley. And there's just something powerful when empathy is your response because you've walked through it and you know how to respond to people who are hurting and not just expecting people to know how to respond. That is not a natural thing. I don't think I don't think people are born with this knowledge of being amazing listeners or always knowing what to say. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's biblical. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation. However, while we cannot control the things around us, we can definitely control ourselves. And we can definitely control how we respond to those around us, modeling empathy right so the reason I, I I think the reason that we're you know we don't know naturally how to be good listeners to people and how to be empathetic towards people and what they're walking through is this is a verse Psalm 19:7. and so if you could just pull up your your Bible on your phone on your tablet if you want to grab your actual Bible like your paper Bible that would be awesome and I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible version, CSB. So it's Psalm 19:7, And what it says is, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. And what it's saying is, His word is what gives us wisdom. Knowledge and wisdom are different. You can have knowledge of something, but it won't change your life or your heart. You just you just know it. But when you have wisdom, it's when you live out that knowledge and it changes the path of your life. So what he's saying is 
understanding his word in his Bible that he's written for us as a guide for our lives because we really we don't have the knowledge we need aside from his word on our own and our humanness what we have is our, our own ways which are not his ways our own thoughts which are not his thoughts and our, our own desires which and our humanness are not his desires his meaning meaning Jesus meaning God, meaning the Holy Spirit. They're, they're not his desires. So in order to be in alignment with him, with the Trinity, with, with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, we need to be reading his word. Because his word teaches us things like empathy. It teaches us how to respond to those around us, to meet them where they are, and to love them well. And, okay, how do, you, how, do, how do you know it's supposed to love, love your neighbor? Okay, that sounds like a cliche. People say it all the time, but it's, it's in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 38. And he's talking, he's talking to the Pharisees. He, meaning Jesus, says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the first part of that can basically be summed up as love God with everything you got with all your heart your soul and your mind so with everything you do everything you desire everything you think should be reflective of your love for your savior and the second he said it is like it however it is love your neighbor as yourself and I, I think that really speaks to we need to learn how to be good listeners so other people Will listen to us well as well um we need to be empathic to meet people where they are if we really want to help set them back on a, a life-changing path if we want their hearts to feel safe to be opened up to us then we need to be better listeners we need to love our neighbors like ourselves we need to love them and listen to them like how we want to be listened to and it's got to be you gotta, you gotta listen just like how you like we listen to. And how, how do we do that? Just like Psalm 19.7 says, by being in his word, the Holy Spirit will guide us. And he'll give us opportunities to meet people and to run into people that are hurting. Just like you may be. That have walked through super traumatizing experiences. Just like you may have. And it's not your job at all. To redeem those things. That's Jesus' job. That, that's his thing. He died on the cross for all sin, for all pain. And that's his job to choose if he removes that from the person's life or he allows it to continue and he works through that. But that's not your job to redeem people's, people's pain. Your job is to be a vessel of love and to listen well. And, you know... That is a little bit easier, I think, if you're doing the first commandment. If you love God, it's a little bit easier to love people. Because without God, loving people, honestly, is, like, not the most appealing thing. Because people are hard. People are confusing. People are weird, guys. People are so weird. And there's just so many difficult to love people out there. A lot of them. And I think if... We love God first and foremost. Our heart, our soul, and all our mind 
then he's going to give us opportunities to love others as ourselves. Just how we want to be loved by other people. Listening to other people simply because that is how you love people well when they're in pain. So with all that being said, empathy. We must first understand how to be emotionally safe people to get to a place of open conversation, right? Like you can't just expect someone to to look at you and be like, ah, so safe. Let me tell you everything. My deepest wounds, my, my deepest heartaches. No, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy talk, people. We need to meet them where they are. And this is, this is empathy. And this is, this is not sympathy, okay? So there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. What's the difference? Great question. Thanks so much for asking. So empathy is this. Empathy says, I see you. I hear you. I will do my best to meet your needs and how you need them met right now. I see you. I hear you. I will do my best to meet your needs and what you need right now. Sympathy, on the other hand, is a lot like pity. Sympathy says, well, that's just, that's just too bad. And that stinks. And you know, that shuts down all conversation. And a response like that closes the avenue of trust for the person speaking to you to feel safe. Because what you've done essentially in saying, well, that's too bad, is you're saying, well, you're not important enough for me to feel a little uncomfortable for you to share what you need to share. You're not of value enough to me for me to stop what I'm doing and listen a little bit more to what I already may know you're going to say, but it's clearly important that you need to process, you need to say. And I think sympathy sometimes goes along with um, something that's called nowadays toxic positivity, which is simply this. It's saying in response to a person's um, concern happening or something they're walking through, and them sharing about it, and your response being, well, at least you still have fill in the blank. And it's something positive, you fill in the blank. Well, at least you still have your job. Well, at least you're still married. Well, at least your kid's not doing drugs. And those kind of responses, well, I will say this. The person saying them most times has the best of intentions. Their intention is not to hurt you more, and their intention is not to make things worse. I think their intention is coming from a place of, I don't know what to do, I can see you're hurting, and I just want to make it better. And happy, happy's good, fun's good, funny's great, let's let's throw something like that at it. But really all that is, is that's, that's a, like a $2 Band-Aid you'd get at like a, a gas station that comes off as soon as you wash your hands. That is all that is. Because that doesn't address the root and the heart of the issue that the person is sharing with you. And what that communicates is I don't value you enough to, like I said before, to be super uncomfortable with what you're saying. That I, I feel like I have to say something positive. I feel like I have to put this positivity bandage on it because I'm not I'm not okay or I don't know how and I never learned 
how to sit with you and just let things kind of hang in, hang in suspense of like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And this is like terrible what's happening. And like, that's it. So, you know, empathy, it is a learned skill. And I would say the majority of people who um, try to make things better are not trying to make things worse when they're saying positive. So just a little disclaimer for those that you love, haven't learned the skill of empathy. Give them some grace. Because it's a hard thing to learn. It's not a natural thing to just say nothing when someone tells you, you know, something terrible they're walking through. It's not a natural response to feel it's okay to not fix this because truthfully, I can't fix it. You know, I, I can't, I can't make your husband who just died come back to life. I can't make your child who's making terrible decisions stop making those decisions. And I can't promise that diagnosis you got will ever get better. I can't. And, you know, a lot of times the, the positivity that is thrown at, well, don't get me wrong, keeping a positive mindset in joy, which is different than happiness, joy comes from in a situation when something happens it doesn't make the situation go away we just now have somewhere to turn joy says man this valley i'm walking through these panic attacks that i'm having every single flipping day they won't stop they won't go away i don't know what's triggering them they don't they don't stop but joy says i know where i can take this i can take this to jesus and i trust he will be with me even if the situation's never removed. That I can turn to him and I know that this 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 situation does not need to be alleviated for me. It does not need to be taken from me. To trust that my savior is with me and that he is for me. And none of that changes that. So that is that is the not to say that you know having a mindset of of you know like I, I choose to not complain about this. I choose to not um, mope about this or, you know, whatever. Like, those things are important. What I'm talking about right now is when something is really terrible and sometimes things are just really bad and there's not really anything good about it. And being in that season where you could sit there and say, you know, the season, like, really kind of sucks. And there's, there's nothing great about this. And I acknowledge that. I think a good example is a person's fallen into a very deep, deep, dark pit in the ground. I don't know why it's there, but it's there because that's life. Things just, just are there sometimes. And this person has fallen to this deep, deep pit. And they're at the bottom all by themselves. It's dark. It's wet. It's cold. And there's no one down there with them. And the first person walked by. And his name is Sympathy. And Sympathy walks by and looks down at this person. He goes, man, what a bummer. I feel bad for them. They've fallen all the way down there. That's a, that's a pretty deep hole. And they keep walking. They move on with their day. That's it. That is the extent of their concern. They're not a bad person. Certainly not a bad person. But that is the extent of how they meet that person where they're at right there. A little bit later, another person named Empathy walks by. And Empathy looks down into this deep, deep, dark pit in the ground. And Empathy realizes, man, that is like 
a really deep hole. Like that's a long way down. And it's really dark and cold down there. So Empathy goes home, comes back with this super long ladder he just happens to have, you know, as all Empathy people do. And comes back with this ladder and he puts all the way to the bottom of the pit. And he climbs down the ladder and he's brought this blanket with him. And he, he looks at the person who's at the bottom and he, he wraps his blanket around their shoulders and he just sits next to them. And, and he just sits there. And, and time goes on and he, he, they're, just, they're just sitting. That's all they're doing. They're just, they're just together. He's just with him. And he looks over at the person who's, who's fallen into the pit. And he says, hey, I'm here for you. And the person who's fallen into the pit looks over at the person sitting next to him who's brought the ladder, Empathy. And he says, Empathy, I just feel so sad right now. My dog died. And I, I just I can't go on without him. I just feel so sad. And Empathy pauses. And he, he's still just sitting there. And he looks at him and he says, it's sad because you lost your dog and your dog was important to you and you just, you just don't know what you're going to do. And that's it. And really, you know, all, all empathy is is being with the person with no expectation to fix it, to correct it, just simply validating and affirming that what someone is feeling is real and it's happening. And it's really hard for them. And you can't make that better. You can't make that go away. But you sure believe that you, you can make sure that person's heard. And that they're not isolated in this world. That no one understands me. No one knows what I'm going through. And this person's willing to listen. Empathy is willing to just sit with you in the dark, cold, deep, deep hole for a long time and wait for you to say what you need. I guess today, I just hope that we learn how to be better listeners so we could just set ourselves up for success because for those who've been traumatized, we have a special sort of knowledge in the sense that we're able to relate to people who've gone through similar experiences. It doesn't have to be the exact Experience, but similar experiences and I think that if we become more empathetic people who listen well that perhaps we'll be able to better care and learn how to care for what's going on in our own lives to love our neighbors as ourselves to care for them how we would like to be cared for and, you know, in an ideal world, if everyone's doing that, you know, ultimately everyone's cared for, you know, caring for the other person, the other person's caring for the other person, and it's just cycles. And that starts with you. That starts with one person, that's you, and me, and whoever else may be listening. So, I just, I just hope that this week, you just seize your opportunities to be more empathic listeners.
to be people who stop and say, I value you, I see you, I hear you, and I will do my best to meet your needs and how you need them met right now. And there's relief that pressure of needing to throw something positive on there. It doesn't, it doesn't need, that, that cake doesn't need to be iced right now. That cake does not need that cherry. That cake is as it is. It's not cooked yet. It's kind of cold. It doesn't taste that great. But that, that is where, that's the stage it's in right now. Don't rush someone's healing. Because you're not sure what to say. So with that, I just want to thank you so much for listening today on how to be a more empathic human being. And I know you can do it. I know by just like Psalm 19.7 says, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. If you are inexperienced, don't fret. The Bible is here for you. And honestly, we're all inexperienced. Like, that's literally how we come into the world. The Bible is here for you. And just turn to his word. Because he will open your eyes to things that no human knowledge could ever touch. His wisdom is beyond our knowledge. And when we access that, he will work in miraculous ways in our lives. 